engaged and inspired podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Be engaged and inspired podcast. And now your host, Kia and DJ Sam. Engaged and Inspired Podcast. Welcome. This is DJ Sam. And this is Kia. So what are we going to talk about today, Sam? Well, you know what? I'm working on a, a blog post about uh, things to do directly after you've got engaged. And I am I want to dip into that okay. today. Is that possible? It's absolutely possible. And considering that is that sort of the first stage of wedding planning anyways, well, is that, getting engaged. Yes. <laughs> that's why our podcast is called Be Engaged. And Inspired. There you go. Awesome. So your uh, better half has proposed to you. Okay. And you Was it a nice proposal? It was. It was on a, a sandy beach. Oh, no. Okay. Not, then the, this was not my proposal, but okay. With the sun <laughs> in the background. Absolutely not my proposal. <laughs> and your other half went down on one knee. Okay. And you said, I do. Okay. After so now you, what do you do? Exactly. That is the question. Well, typically, um, family members may already know. But it's always good to sort of make sure that, like, the important players, not just mom and dad, but also your siblings. <laughs> yes. Siblings, grandparents, any an uncle that you might be close to or a cousin. Start by just talking to them before you just start, you know, instantaneously posting selfies on Instagram <laughs> with your ring. That is the point is that the parents have got to be first. Parents got to be first. And before you do anything, your friends or whatever, make sure your inner circle of family mm -hmm. is done. Or anybody who actually maybe plays a role as a parent. It might be a step parent. Oh, there you go. Yes. You know, it might yes. be somebody who's just been in your life your entire time. They really need to hear it from you. First. So then you've got that done. Yes. What do you think the next best thing for us to then do? Then you're good. You can just go home. <laughs> we're done we're done so then the next part actually becomes a little bit harder it's actually having a conversation with your significant other about are you going to be on a sandy beach are you going to be in a log cabin are you going to be in a barn in a ballroom sort of the venue the venue you have to what do you want to do what do you want to do and oh by the way do you have to invite every single cousin and second cousin and third cousin removed because that's what your family does right or not. That's what I was going to say. The next major thing that I would think of, of doing is inviting or at least calling aunts, uncles, friends, distant friends, or friends that you want to invite to the, the wedding. Those will be the next thing you do. Um, Just um, to start to think about your guest count. Exactly. Yes. And, and once you've got that, you can kind of think of the venue and maybe it, a date. Well, a date. Oh, that's but, a little further along. That's a little further along okay. because part of it is is that you, you sort of have to do all of it at the same time. You have to figure out what maybe style or theme of wedding that you're sort of looking for if you That's are an true. outdoor person or an indoor person you do have to think about how many family members and friends do need to come and you do need to also have that really uncomfortable conversation uh -oh. about your price point the budget the budget i yes. call it price point because it sounds nicer <laughs> and it yes, sounds you, more official yeah i mean when i was doing a little bit of research uh, for this i really found out that many uh, of the younger People that are getting engaged Generations. Now. Generation, <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Skip most of the first couple of points and mm -hmm. go directly to Instagram and Pinterest and show the bling. They show the bling, but sometimes that can all of a sudden be incredibly overwhelming. 
Because the instant you do that, the first thing people say is, when are you getting married? Where are you getting married? Am I invited? Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't wait to be a part of it. And you may not have intended for them to even be at the wedding. Exactly. That's why that order of doing things is very important. I feel like once you've been engaged, I don't think you have to rush right into the planning thing, but you should be able to either announce like we're engaged and we're going to enjoy this for a little while or we're engaged and we're looking at, you know, fall of 2020. Exactly. And that may help you determine, you know, at least people start to have an idea. So it's not a specific date that you pick, a year. Maybe like a season. A season. A season. I'm getting married in two years in the fall. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then don't try to plan that far in advance. <laughs> because the problem when you plan that far in advance is all the things that you love, by the time you get to that wedding two you years later, like you're it. going to hate yes. them. Yes. Yes. But it is this question of, you know... Having an honest conversation about what you're looking to spend, but also being realistic about what you're going to be spending. Yeah. And, and don't you think that a discussion with the parents as well That's, is going to be mm-hmm. important when you're discussing between yourselves? Yes. Then the parents should be involved in this discussion. Parents should be involved in some part of it because you should be going to them and saying, this is what we're sort of thinking. Like, hey, we would love to have an outside wedding. But maybe they have us a suggestion. They might yes. in their backyard, something like that. And a lot of times parents say, oh, I have this much to contribute. Or I'm going to take care of these three things and the rest is on you. Yes. And if you don't, it can be an uncomfortable set of conversations because you're trying to figure out what each side is contributing and you may not want to have that conversation, but you also don't want to hurt anybody's feelings right at the beginning. And you don't also want to go into it and say, well, I want to do this and I'm going to pay for everything. So it's going to be my way. Mm -hmm. That's not a good idea. That's not a good idea because your family members do have some say in your wedding. Yes. They're, I mean, they're walking down the aisle for you. There's a, a reason and you want to involve them and you may need to say as a couple, Look, I know my mother is obsessed with flowers. So I know for my mother, helping pick this florist part is going to be great. What is your mom obsessed with? Your significant other's mom may be obsessed with dresses and hair and makeup and all of that. So you need to sort of have a plan so you're not walking in feeling super overwhelmed when your family, all they really want to do is help. You've also got the thought of the parents may even come in and say, well, I would like to invite this list of people uh, to the wedding. Mm -hmm. And and you've got to cope with that as well. Are you going to do that? So I usually say the one nice thing to do for your parents, and this is not something you have to do right after you've gotten engaged, but when you're starting to look at the guest list and how many numbers, you can tell your parents, look, you have four people you can invite that I can't question, I can't veto, I can't do anything else. This is my gift to you. These are the four people. If you go over that, then we're going to have a problem. Because family, they may have someone who's they've been to somebody else's daughter's wedding or somebody else's son's wedding, and it's important for them to invite them even though you don't know them. Right. And so when you're trying to cut down your guest list, your instinct is to say, I don't know these people. I don't know these people, and they're out. But saying to your parents, like, look, I'm giving you, you know, even if it's not in your budget, you can say, I'm giving you two people. Or if we're going to do this, please understand that if we are max at our guest limit, that we may need to cut them. But you do need to give them a little bit of input and kindness. And especially, my especially if they've said, yes, we're going to give you a chunk of money. Correct. You, you can't then say, well, you can't invite any of your friends or, mm-hmm. or distant relatives. And, and most of them you would probably end up knowing anyways. Well, I have some distant relatives that I really don't want to know. 
(laughs) (laughs) But like we all have like that great work friend who you maybe interact with all the time. Like I said, and you've been to events for their family and it would be weird for you not to invite them. So that's one of those things too. That's, Um, That's very true. My memory is clicking back to when we got married. We actually had a table that was just filled with my work friends at one table and uh, my wife's work friends were at another table and they weren't related to us they were just work friends that we thought we should invite to the wedding absolutely well one of the next steps you have to do is you do have to start to think about you know do you want a large wedding party do you want little flower girls and ring bearers do you want no children these are all of these very delicate conversations that you do have to have but you don't all of a sudden want to be you know at a florist meeting and then all of a sudden find out that you know your spouse to be has decided like, oh, no, I'm not inviting my nieces and nephews and they're not going to be walking down the aisle. They're miserable little brats. So it's not going to happen. So you need to sort of have all of these preemptive thoughts about like, what have you envisioned? So you you would wait until you've you've got some sort of a guest list together and then whittle from that who's going to be in your bridal party, best man, maid of mm-hmm. honor and groomsmen. You, you would. Put those together. I, I would put them. I don't know that you necessarily need to have a, a guest list instantaneously, but you need to say, hey, are we trying to stay at 150 guests? Are we going to be closer to 200 guests? Right. Are we going to try to be under 100? So trying to get those names together is going to be very important. And Who's very going important. to be in the project? And you have yeah. to say to your parents, can you put together a list for me of you know all of our cousins and uncles and things like this? And we'll have to go through it. Yeah. But you can still make the announcement. I just always feel like you could, should make the announcement and say, like, we're planning for, like, next year. Or we're planning, you know, details to come. Because if you don't say that, people just, you know, what are you, what are you doing? What are you wearing? They can you ask your you, dress? right. Have you picked out your shoes? Do you have your rings? Can I see it? Blah, blah, blah. Like, All these questions are going to come up. And they're going to come up no matter what. Well, yes. And so sometimes, and it can be a little overwhelming. And one of the nicest things you can say is, like, oh. We're just in the planning process. We've just started. We'll get back to you. Get back to you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. And everybody's going to give you advice too. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Speaking of advice, we're going to take a little break and then we'll come back with some more great advice and some more tips for you once you've got engaged. Perfect. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths. As seen on the TLC TV series, Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com I'm Mary Coburn, wedding celebrant and officiant, and I invite you to visit my website, marycoburn.com. That's M-A-R-Y-C-O-B-U-R-N.com to learn more about how I use my extensive wedding knowledge, energy, and creative talents to add that personal touch to an unforgettable wedding ceremony. Call me at 860-519-4127 and we can discuss your details. That's 860-519-4127 or online at marycoburn.com. This is Marty Q and you're listening to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Listen and download on iTunes or Google Podcasts. Do you like goats? Do you like farms? Want to get married at a goat farm? 
Bradley Mountain Farm, located in Southington, Connecticut, is the perfect location for your wedding. Choose from a lakeside or field ceremony. From intimate gatherings of 25 up to 300 tented, Bradley Mountain Farm is the perfect venue. Find us online at engagedct.com. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Welcome back. We're in the middle of a discussion here about when you're engaged, what to do next. Mm-hmm. And Kia and I are in the middle of this question. You've got the ring. Yes. What's next? I guess we should actually go and get it insured and sized. Oh, that's a great idea because you know me, I would lose my ring. No, I would absolutely lose mine too. <laughs> um, no, but one of the things to think about is if you do need it to be sized or to fit a little bit better, um, nobody really, right when they get it, nobody really wants to give it back, which I understand. I know, it's not so romantic, It's is not it? so romantic, but if it does need to be fitted, it's, you know, it's a safer idea to go get that done right away. And then also just, you know, make sure that it's insured. You just never know. First of all, you're wearing something that you're not used to wearing. I know many brides who've said that they've knocked it against something and they weren't expecting it to like... <laughs> and it went flying off. It got flying yeah. or they like hit something. It'll snag on like a brand new sweater oh, yeah. because you're not used to it. Yeah. And typically engagement rings stick out a little bit more than something else that you're used to wearing. So it's a good idea to just go take care of it because you don't want to be in a situation where all of a sudden you've damaged it and you have no sort of recourse. And that's thousands of dollars that you could lose. Yes. Um, The research that I was doing for this, uh, they mentioned that uh, you can add it to your homeowners Mm -hmm. and also if you have renters. Yes. I didn't realize if you have renters, they can add that to that as well. It's a very inexpensive thing to do. It's really not expensive and it is, you know, it protects you against those times where if it take it off to polish it up to make it extra sparkly for your selfie photo and it accidentally drops down into the sink covers it when the plumber has to come and take apart your you know very disgusting connections of whatever your sink is that's always my wife's worst nightmare is that she's gonna be doing the dishes and then plink plink (laughs) i was once um actually on a beach with a friend who we were an ocean wave hit him so hard that his ring just came off and he like dove into the sand trying to catch it and there wasn't anything he could do it was gone and it was just because we were all a group of friends in a tropical place and hot and cold and water and his ring just came flying off and his insurance covered it right away and let him go pick out a new ring and well i've got a metal detector what beach was that on (laughs) we were in the middle of spain so you might want to go take a vacation yeah barcelona is nice this time of year isn't it i think it's supposed to be pretty hot though (laughs) Anyways, so those are just things to think about when you're looking at the ring part. I also do know some uh, brides who've gone and gotten like the perfect manicure right after they got engaged. Yes. And that way that their fingers and everything look beautiful and perfect. When you're doing your bling. Yes. Because the the next thing after the manicure is you're going to take that picture. Picture. And then you're going to post it everywhere. And for people who are looking at these photos, just... Keep your opinions to yourself. I just want to say that. You can say, congratulations. I love it. You know, it's so sweet to see that he's using his grandmother's setting or the stone. But the size of it, the design yeah. of it, that's that's on them. 
None of your business. None of your business. You don't need to comment on, you know, oh, I would have never gotten a platinum ring or I would have never gotten a rose gold ring. It's just too trendy right now or anything like that. Or, oh, look at mine. It's got 17 diamonds and yours only has one. Correct. And I also can't lift my hand up because of the 17 (laughs) diamonds. But no, it's one of those things that I I think as time has gone on, people think we can add our opinion to everything. But this is one of the times where you don't. You don't. You don't. Absolutely not. And then one of the things to start thinking about, you know, while we said you have to start talking about budget and style and what you're thinking of, it's a great idea to not spend every moment after you've been engaged as a couple planning a wedding. No. Don't focus on this constantly. Don't, you know, sit and watch your favorite Netflix while holding your hand in front of you and admiring your (laughs) ring. You can do that in the car when you're by yourself. You can whatever but don't let it constantly be this i have to plan everything in the next 30 days or we'll explode because i tell you what guys get really bored really quickly Mm -hmm. i i mean i think anybody can get bored really quickly we all have that one friend who's been dying for you to get engaged and they pull out a binder but once again you might not be able to make all of the appointments with all of the vendors that you want Mm -hmm. right away um you also really want to take the time to educate yourself on how much a wedding for 100 people is going to cost no if doubt. your venue only does sit-down meals or yep. if you're having buffet or if you're having stations. And that per-person cost yep. might seem really overwhelming. But it also includes... It can include linens. It can include all of your plates. It can include getting rid of all of your trash, yep. set up and break down. Tables, chairs. Tables, chairs, cloth, chair, linen, whatever. All that stuff, yes. It's all included, it's, and it's not just for the food. It's never just for the food. I mean, it includes, if you are adding in bar, that's not just bar in the sense of, hey, I'm going to have like a glass of wine. It's mm. every glass. It's the ice. It's the bartenders who know how to make the drinks. It's making sure that your bar has an availability of an open bar right. from every possible drink you could possibly be making. Right. It's a lot of work, and people don't sometimes realize when they're looking at it going, well, oh, I can't believe it's you know $45 a head for open bar. Think about how much you pay for a drink when you go out yes. on a Friday night. Yeah. You're paying $10, $15 for like a tiny cocktail. And then multiply that now by mm-hmm. 100 And your average guest drinks three drinks an hour so I never knew at that. a cocktail from cocktail hour to go. And what that does is it covers the person who drinks more than three drinks. Yes, that's the it, average. It's the average and the person yes. who doesn't drink at all. Yep. That's a very good uh, statistic. Mm-hmm. And when you're thinking about it, too, like, are we inviting children? Realize children meals are pretty expensive and you're going to save for chicken fingers. Yeah. But once again, it's giving them a a spot. It's, you know, having them be there. It's it could be a distraction. It might not be a distraction. But these are questions and things that you need to um, have a conversation about along with what type of ceremony are you going to have? Yeah, before you do that, I, I just want to do my public service announcement here <laughs> by, by saying that this is the time where you also decide, do I get a planner? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be overwhelmed by the amount of things that need to be done. Yes. And that's why you got somebody like Kia who's going to lay everything out and say, relax, I've got this. And she's going to go through step by step. You need to do this, 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 this now. You don't have to do this now. You can wait a Correct. little while. If you have it in your budget, do it Mm -hmm. if you don't then there are other options that you can do i mean we offer day of coordination so basically there'll come a point in time where you may feel overwhelmed and you can just sit down with one of our planners and we're just there for the day of 
but we'll make sure that before we get to that point that we've at least put you back on task. Exactly. Because it could be a little, whew. but like I said, one of the questions that you do have to ask each other is, are we getting married in a church? Yes. Do we add religious elements? Do we not add religious elements? Yes. Um, is this going to upset grandma and is she not going to come? <laughs> you know, these are things to think about. And when you're thinking about like your grandparents, are we going to look at a venue where they're going to have to like hike a mile into the woods because you have some sort of Lord of the Rings fantasy? Exactly. Because grandma might not do it. Yep. She might. Or is your venue on the 18th floor of a, a building? Yes. And that's a lot of up and down in an yep. elevator and you yep. can only put so many people in there. Yes. Just, I don't want to walk up those stairs. But, so these are all these types of questions that you really just need to take a deep breath, sit down and maybe not even take notes, but just have a great dinner, a glass of wine, discuss sort of what you've always thought about. And There's traditions from your own parents' weddings you want to include. You just have fun. Yeah, and that's another check mark. Yes. Take a breather mm-hmm. and discuss with your family. You, you, you can either go out together and yes. have a dinner and have a quick chat or invite your family members and friends and go out to a dinner, have a drink, toast to each other. And not necessarily discussion, but just take a breather and stop thinking about the wedding and enjoy the close family mm-hmm. that are with you for that moment. And somebody might tell a great story about how when they got married, something happened. And that might cause you to say, oh, my God, we should try to include something like that because that'll give you it might yeah. spark an idea. Yeah. Or maybe we can get married on the same date as my um, our mom and dad or yes. a relative that you, you really like somebody who, you know, meant a lot to you. Yes. So those are all important things to, you know, consider and don't try to rush. No, no. Okay. Any parting words of wisdom? Because I just gave you my last bit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to go to our website and uh, get eight things you should ask your wedding professional before booking them. I and that's a nice segue there, wasn't it? It was. It was beautiful. Yeah. Go, go right to our website, all the w's.atmosphere-productions.com. Wait for the drop-down menu and sign up and you'll get it in your email free. All the w's.atmosphere-productions.com. Okay. And remember that you can download us for free off of iTunes and Google Play. You should be subscribing by now. And remember to come back next week. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut. Mm-hmm.